You are a valuable person. You are not a number. You are not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything else. You are uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It is priceless. I see you and you see yourself. Who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement and some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs, your traditions, or your tribes, you are the value in this economy and you are seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create. If you are working a job and you are homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized and you are not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. I smell the inside of my nose. Then I hold onto the bed and make sure I'm really here because it's hard to believe. Then I exhale and step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. And that's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. In the future, someday, right here, at this point in the podcast, when I say the word Mark, there is going to be an ad. And Mark. All right. Thank you very much. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. I'm Commercial Herschel and I'm here to help. I'm podcasting in all realms. If it's not on your particular app, it will be soon enough. But you can find me all over at Spotify. You can find me at Substack. I really think you should check out Substack and you should check out Acast. Um, Those are good systems for listening to podcasts. I'm all over those. And then on video, you'll find me at BitChute. BitChute is spelled B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. It is not spelled S-H-O-O-T. BitChute. Rumble and HowTube. At BitChute and HowTube, you will find me at Commercial Herschel. At both of those. And at Rumble, you will find me at Rumble Early Risers. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. If you would like to leave a comment and have that comment read on my show, you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash smellcast or go to commercialherschel at substack.com. Those are both places where you can find me to leave comments. But if you want to leave comments at the videos, you can do that too, and I might read those as well. Today, we're going to talk about consciousness and organization. Kind of an off-the-cuff show. I had something else planned, but this was really on my mind when I woke up, and so I'm going to get it out there. Consciousness and organization. There's some stuff about consciousness and nature. If, the, if we were as perfect as the planet that we live on, that would be amazing. Like our planet is so resilient and it just naturally does what it does. And people say that it's going to take, would take 300 or 400 years for our planet to recover. From, no, it wouldn't take that long. It doesn't take that long. Things move along quickly in nature. And I want to explain a couple of things why. I'll give you a couple of anecdotes. Like 
where I grew up, there was a river that was like a really small little stream, and there were no fish in it. It was a dead river because I ne grew up near Detroit, and we were told stay away from those rivers. They're poison. Like, you just stay away from them. If you see a fish in them, don't eat it. Like, it's not okay to eat that. There's probably no fish in there anyway, but just stay away. And the, it was, like, murky and, like, green and weird and bloomy. There were, like, blooms in it and stuff because it was... It had been used for dumping for many, many years. But it was in a park, and the park was nice. You could go to the park. It was a great place. But you just stayed away from that river, that little stream. And then, like, I moved away from there when I was 19, and I went back there on a road trip with some friends when I was, like, 27 or something like that. So it wasn't even that long. And I'm there, like, take us around to the areas you know. Like, take us where you grow up and all that. And I was like... Okay, so we drove around and we saw a bunch of stuff and I said, okay, let's go up this road and this will take us back to the highway that will get us back to Chicago where I was living at that time. And they were like, okay, so we go up the road and we go over the bridge that's over that park and I see people hanging their fishing poles over that bridge and it was only like seven or eight years later after I had moved away when I was 19. So in the, that period of time that river had stopped being poisoned and it had cleared itself up and there were fish in it. Okay. So remember that anecdote. And then another one was when we were driving through Detroit, cause we were on our way to somewhere else on the way back, we drove through the actual city part. We didn't bypass it. We went, let, they said, let's go through and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so we go through and there was this one plant, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a glass plant. I'm not I don't remember, but it was about the walls were brick about 20 feet up and the rest of it was all glass. And you could see through it. And there were a lot of the glass was broken cuz it was all closed down. Everything was closed down at this point. The auto companies had already extracted everything they could out of the city and they had already long since moved out by this time. We drove past and one of the people in the car said, "Oh, we should go to that arboretum." And I started laughing. I was like, that's not an arboretum. That's an old factory with trees growing through the, through it. Trees had broken through the slab of concrete underneath that building. And they were already growing up in there. And you could see them from the highway in the buildings. Like it looked like to that person, it looked like an arboretum. <laughs> and it wasn't. Okay. And then another story that's similar. It was in Chicago. I lived in Chicago. And there was a time that I lived along the north branch of the Chicago River. And it was also a very toxic poison place and I was there for a year um, outside that little river and it was a kind of a nice river not little it was a decent sized river but by the time I had left that little area they were allowing canoeing and kayaking in the river you still couldn't fish in there but they were allowing canoeing and kayaking so it had been like off limits for years and years and years but then like I think it was in about 1989 they stopped they stopped dumping in it and they dredged it and then they just left it alone and it only took eight or so years for it to also be able to be used for recreational purposes. Okay, so that is uh, an indication of the kind of nature that our planet has and that is a really good parallel to the nature of consciousness in fact it's not just a parallel to the nature of consciousness it is consciousness so let's talk about consciousness and the the three basic things about consciousness 
that we know from observation. The first thing that we know, it is the nature of consciousness to continue. It's not the nature of consciousness to end. It is the nature of consciousness to not end. We come and go, but consciousness does not end. It is also the nature of consciousness to expand, to spread out. The universe is expanding. Therefore, consciousness is expanding because consciousness is the universe. It is the nature of consciousness to expand. We can observe that. We can observe that when we look at our universe. We can observe that when we see nature retake its place. After we leave an area and nature retakes it. That is the nature of consciousness. That is the consciousness of nature. Then the other thing to remember is that it is the nature of consciousness to manifest. It's the nature of consciousness to manifest. It's always finding ways to come into existence on, in any way it can, any way that it can, whether it's a microorganism, whether it's a bacteria, whether it is some other microbiome, um, whether it is plant life, whether it is animal life, whether it is, you know, aviary, mammalian, uh, reptilian, amphibian, any kind of aquatic life, a human, obviously conscious life. We are kind of unique because we have a very special kind of volitional consciousness. We can actually observe all of this and describe it to each other in a way that is probably too much thinking, but it is what we are, you know? So that is why it doesn't take long for the rivers to come back. It doesn't take long for the trees to come back doesn't take long for the fish to come back because it's the nature of consciousness to continue. It's the nature of consciousness to expand and it's the nature of consciousness to manifest itself and all those little fishies. Okay, so that is our nature as well because we are intertwined with that. So what's the deal with organization? When we organize ourselves in this conscious realm, we're trying to make sense of the situation that we're in. And we're either going to organize ourselves to be, to follow the three pillars of the nature of consciousness, continuance, expansion, and manifestation is the other. We're either going to organize ourselves in line with those things, or we're going to be organized to throttle those things. So that is a really interesting question about organization. Do we organize ourselves against our nature when we throttle ourselves by through organization? That's not to say organization is bad. I'm not anti-organization. But what is that very strange process of organizing and systems of organizing that organize us against our natures of continuing of expanding and of manifesting whose interest is that in to have us organized like that because you see it you see it everywhere you see schools closing you see prisons opening you see hospitals leaving taking people out on the street and putting them out in the street when they 
can't pay their bill. People in wheelchairs. Like you see that. That's real. That's not maybe. Like that's not like a theoretical thing I'm saying. People who work full-time jobs living in their cars and in shelters. That seems like against consciousness. That seems like it's against nature. It seems like it's against everything. Like you can't continue like that. You can't expand like that. And you can't manifest anything very easily like that. So those are just the, that's just the really quick show for today. Just wanted to get those things out there and just help us understand that maybe we are in fact consciousness. We are in fact nature. And when we organize ourselves, we can organize ourselves in line with the nature of consciousness. Or we can organize ourselves against the nature of consciousness. So that's just that. So anyway, here we go again. I am going to have billions and billions and trillions of subscribers someday. And in those days, when that happens, all of this is going to be remixed. And there's going to be an ad placed right at this mark. Okay, thank you so much. Again, I am Commercial Herschel. I am here to help. This is Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. Podcasting in all realms. If we're not on your podcasting, it will be soon. And you can definitely find me on Spotify and on Substack and at Acast. You can find me at BitChute and HowTube at Commercial Herschel. You can find me at Rumble at Rumble Early Risers. Smell the inside of your nose. So here is the question. Question for the day. Something to ponder. Something to think about. What ways that you organize against your inherent nature of continuing, of expanding, and of manifesting? What things can you eliminate from your life that will allow those things to happen? What is something that you could eliminate from your life that would allow those three natural conscious processes to flourish? What is it? Is there anything that would allow you to flourish that you could eliminate from your life that would allow your natural state, your natural, beautiful, inherent state that you were born with, what could you eliminate? Oh, it's time for the send-off. And it is like this. And it's the same every day, only different. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze out at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I am consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We are on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That is incredible. We are a moment, an instant in an infinite universe. We are an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happens simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we are even experiencing it. 
I hope that we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You are a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. And I say that that is significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter, to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. You are rare. You are not only a body, you have a radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there is light. You are a luminescent jewel. You are a luminescent jewel. And you can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. Shine on yourself. Shine on others. What an honor that you shine on me. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.